welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, we bring you on an expedition through the depths of the movie industry to discuss the amazing, terrible, and amazingly terrible movies based on video games. Our hosts' entire lives are dedicated to a single goal, probably answering the age-old question, do games make good movies? Hello and welcome to Video Game Movie Anatomy, where we dissect the film adaptations of some of your favorite interactive media. I am one of your hosts, the Internet Soapbox Mark Donick. You find me on Twitter at Soapbox Mark, and we're using the hashtag VGM Anatomy. And of course, joined by the returning Patrick Dees. Hello, sir. Good to be back. I'm I'm so excited to have you back. I, it's I'm fired up too. And like again, pleasantly surprised. We'll get into it, but especially if, like, because it's a movie that you're not totally against. It's weird. It's weird. I was ready to hand, like I had to play my normal role. Like I was ready to jump into this and be like, "Let me break down why this is hot garbage." And I, spoiler: I don't think it's hot garbage. It's not the dumpster fire I anticipated. No, 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 no. no. This this was uh, uh, well. But before we we say anything about the movie, let's give uh, what we're calling our speed run, which is our one sentence review. It's a definitive statement that just totally dictates what the movie was for us. What was what was yours? What was the movie for me? Um, see, like that, that's a problem. Like, um, Mark, I, I'm not the. I'm a pretty verbose son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm, that's pretty I, true. I, I, yeah, so uh, I would say this for me sets up a lot of the. Uh, what what is the UNSC like backstory? And it, I think it's a it's a good look at the kind of the origin story of humanity's introduction to the Covenant, mm-hmm. comma. Because you said one sentence, right? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm using a comma. Going to be using a lot of hyphens, and, semicolons, right, right, right. dashes. Uh, their introduction to the covenant, and then you know, and a, a, a good live action look at what Master Chief would be like. Uh, for me, I say that this movie—it's a—it's a really BS term, but this movie is the definition of transmedia. It's okay—it's okay. kind I'm of a term that. that gets thrown around a lot, and you're like, oh, trans, "What the hell is transmedia?" But this—this this has everything that an adaptation. Can be for a fan. So yeah. I, I, I say Halo Forward Unto Dawn, the series or the film, is the definition of trans, of successful transmedia. Wait, so first of all, I like the qualifier because I do think it was yeah. successful, but also way to be succinct. Like, thank you. I'm glad one of us can handle that. <laughs> well hey, done. man, I made this layout. I'm uh, damn I'm well stick to it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, speak, speaking of uh, uh, which, we also have our controller toss moment. I like how I left this a little bit ambivalent so that it could either be a positive or a negative, but this is the moment when you're watching the film and you've you have a you've got to be kidding me and you throw your controller whether it's positive or negative what was yours so most of these movies i mean I, two steps back most of these i like the whole thing is just one long extended controller toss i'm yes. like, banging it against the wall i've broken it like i mean you know i rant on these things i actually was really when you asked me what it was going to be i was hard pressed to think of a moment where i was really upset again this thing was so pleasantly surprising. Mm-hmm. I think I went in with the lowest possible expectations. So I'm couching all of that in this. But again, the the production value is through the, the through the roof for a ten million dollar budget. Through the, I mean, and don't get me wrong, you can see where they stretched that budget for <laughs> sure. Yeah. But but like, I genuinely enjoyed it, and they did this. 
Um, to answer the question, my, I think my, my controller toss moment, because I think that is always a pejorative, would have been when they shifted from live action in Chief rushing the hunter to the completely CG <laughs> Chief climbing up climbing the back of the, the hunter, thing. sticking the grenade. It was still badass. Mm-hmm. It's just it was a jarring, and then he, like then you see him land, and then it's just Chief live That's action fact. again, and I'm like, yeah, I don't. No, and it was it was a slow lob. It wasn't a toss. Yeah, it wasn't was a toss. Like, uh, eh. right. Well, I guess that's the cutscene. Uh, for me, it was the introduction of Master Chief because at the moment where he he takes care of the elite and uh, and he what should we call you? Call me Master Chief. Like that was that was such a moment for the fans, and then the real fans know if this is the introduction of the Covenant, if this is the beginning of the war with the Covenant. Right. He wasn't a Master Chief yet. Yeah, and and also it it seems like a crazy like I, I like the title, but like couldn't you just say Chief or something? It seems yeah. really formal. John, yeah, everybody know, knows he's John one one seven one one seven right on my arm. I'm I'm with you. It's it, uh, it was so easy. It was cheesy, but like but, it it's, in the moment it made me go yeah. yeah. Me too. So but I then, agree. We're picking on it, but it works. Yeah, but then thinking about it is like that's not accurate. Whatever. That's that's for the pop. That's for the fans. That's for or that's for the not fans. So, but also, I think a lot of those work. So, I think a lot of video game adaptations, or even like a video game adjacent mm-hmm. cinema or transmedia or whatever you want to call this property, uh, they they do this thing where like they 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 ride that line with trying to be accessible for people who maybe aren't familiar with the source material, mm-hmm. and then also have the nods to the fans, right? And it's a weird line, and most of them go way far one way or the other. Yeah. This did a really good job of doing that, those moments. Do you remember, and the hacked footage, they did that great job of saying, hey, look, it's a first-person shooter. And then, yeah. yeah, and then it they was showed kind of it, a bit of a reference to it. Right? Mm-hmm. A little bit. I liked the... And the, the map on all of the, the headset, on the, the helmets. Oh, the heads-up display. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right? Straight from the game. He said things like, noob, spray yeah, yeah, and pray. Like, you noobs is, are, are the reason why we, we did the run today. Yeah. So. Controlled burst, don't spray and pray. Like, yeah. You know, like, I mean, like, but uh, that all... FPS type lexicon. And it, But it also makes... They made that work in the world. Totally. totally. It yeah. didn't feel forced at all. No. But if you're in the know, it was that little, like, ah, I like that. I'm, I'm enjoying this. That, the, the noob was all, almost my controller just when was like, you know, you noobs, come on! <laughs> what you, are you doing? You don't have to be like, take your finger out of your nose. Right. It's too on the nose. Um, so, as a quick breakdown, uh, this it, it's a wonderful blurb. The This movie is UNSC Kenneth Thomas Lasky must conquer his interferes and join forces with Super Soldier John 117 to take down a massive factory. Faction of the Covenant, massive faction. I think we saw four of them. Well, there was. It was. <laughs> I mean, they they killed an entire planet. I know. And again, that's where this budget budgetary constraints come in a little bit. I think we saw like four Covenant. Was that the elite? We saw, I think, three or four jackals, and uh, I don't know if we saw any grunts or not. But no, uh, no, no, I, you heard the grunts. I yeah, you heard the grunts. Largely because I always play Halo proper with that skull, the party skull, where you shoot at the grunts <laughs> and, and little confetti. It's like, hey! So, like, definitely had a had a lookout for those. Well, I, uh, but I, I th- yeah, not a lot of covenant, but uh, that one of my favorite lines relates to that and still makes it. Ha- they they hid the negatives. And accentuated the positives. So they, with, with key dialogue and usage, they made you forget that, or they, they made, they, yeah, they made you forget that while this entire planet is gone, 
they didn't need their whole army because this is the first... They're not well prepared against the Covenant. No, for sure. Yeah, and for especially sure. with the ODSCs dropping in. And they actually really liked that, the unknown, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's where this made it not only really accessible, but kind of terrifying when you don't know... You know, later on in the in the Halo fiction, they have the, the translator, that in-world fiction where you can understand what the grunts are saying. Yeah. But none of this... They were just terrifying. That one elite... And you get desensitized when you play these games, right? Like, you mow down hundreds and hundreds of elites every time you play. Yeah. But just that one elite walking down the corridor, larger than life, being terrifying. I thought they did re- a great job. There. The kids' reaction to like, and also, I mean, let's let's be clear: having the elite go invisible, wonderful production to to totally. not have to animate I, all of that. Absolutely, but it works. That's one of those right? accentuate the positive side. He's not like, even. Can there. we use one of the invisible enemies? Great. It's uh-huh. just like. What are you talking about? It's just what invisible. Yeah. <laughs> but they're freaking out about yeah. it. Yeah. Totally made sense. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about the film in order. Let's give a quick breakdown of our stars. One of the things that I like about this is there aren't a lot of well, I mean, there's really only two well-known names, uh, from an American standpoint. They? I didn't recognize anybody I'll, from this I'll, production. I'll tell you in a second. Let's start out with, uh, Tom, Thomas Green, okay. uh, shortened to Tom Green, not the Tom Green that you know. Uh, but he played Cadet Lasky. That would be really weird if Tom Green had made That's the, the thing. The is when I said it, I was like, we're like who's Tom, who is, is Tom it? Green in this? <laughs> like, talking being on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh God. Um, but he's mostly a TV actor in Australia. He, some of his most successful things, there's a series called Dance Academy that he was in for three years. Um, over a recent series called Camp. And then he recently started a film called Down River that seems to be taking the independent circuit by storm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then for our second star, uh, Anna Popowell, Kyler Silva, she was, uh, she had this, like, I, I know her. Why do I know her? A little bit, a little bit, do right? Do you want to know why? Why? She was one of the kids in the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, yeah, she was okay. one of the young, she was the youngest one. And I never, never would have guessed. Not at all. She, all three movies together have grossed over $1.5 billion. With a B. With a B. With a B. Worldwide. Right. Uh, and then there's one more that's in production that's being written, The Silver Chair. I don't think that's that st- surrounds the regular children, if I remember correctly. Um, she's also in Rain, the, the the television series Rain. Oh, I know Rain. And one of her earlier earliest appearances was Girl with a Pearl Earring. Uh, I thought both of them had a had a good chemistry. It was kind of obvious that there would be sort of a romantic linking, but they didn't make it super melodramatic. You knew that they had a connection yep. with the the knocking. The knocking. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Um, and in terms of the rest of the cast, the two people that I would keep an, an eye out for uh, for Colonel Mahaffey, Ailet Zurer. Did you have you seen uh, Daredevil? Marvel's Daredevil. I don't even trust people who haven't seen Daredevil. Yeah, she's the one she's person Vanessa. that actually stood out. Yeah, for I was sure. Just like, Holy the one, awesome. the one person that stood out. But keeping it in the Marvel universe, the guy that they got to play Daniel C- or the Master Chief, Daniel Cudmore, is uh, Colossus I, in, in the X Men. Right, right, right. Um, and, and then, the, and, and what a good choice! Mm-hmm. Like that guy. Like again, like, that's one of the things that they did well. They grounded the Covenant in being terrifying, and that guy's sheer size, He's flipping huge. It really it was worked, right? Sully in the movie was like, we're taking orders from a robot. Yeah, and he's like 10 feet tall. It just totally worked. That was one of the coolest things about it was that you felt the size of the Spartans. Yeah, absolutely. And the elites. And the elites. I mean, despite being invisible. And the hunters. Well, <laughs> uh, that, the scope made sense. Yeah, I agree. They, the fact that this was produced and directed and created and funded everything by Microsoft – there was that attention to detail that you won't get by funding this out to a different studio. Sure, sure, sure. That's why I think 
Ratchet and Clank is going to be the same thing when it comes out next year. Yeah. That's going to be an, an awesome, awesome movie. And I think that's why uh, Uncharted, Last of Us, all of that should stay under the Sony umbrella. Right. So that we can get something like this where it's something that has the appeal of, of a of a wide audience as well as it hits the small little notes that the hardcore fans will play. I, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, in the case of Last of Us, we talk about that on the show quite a bit. But I, mm-hmm. I think they what's important there necessarily wouldn't be the budget or even access to, like, what made this work was, like, uh, like the sound design, mm-hmm. right? Like, the access to the actual, like... Uh, the DMR shots. The needler. Where, yeah, the needler. Like, you heard the needler, and it was instantly recognizable if you're even even remotely familiar with that series, yeah. which I think is rad. And I, I think, to, to a lesser degree, that's important with, like, Last of Us. Again, if Druckmann and Straley are involved, I think, like, again, it's the narrative that's important there. Yes. But. No, I, I totally agree. Um, and that's why keeping it with the studio, like, Naughty Dog's going to have a huge uh, input on the Last of Us film, I, like Microsoft did for this. So uh, I, I understand that the series version, the series cut, was a lot different than the cinematic cut that's available on Netflix right now. Talk to me. What was different? The Cortana sections okay. weren't all at the top and at the bottom. They're, they were cut and put in front of every episode. How do you feel about that? I I liked it better like this. I like the framing where this this – look, it's the beginning of Halo 4. Right. And yep. then you go to Lasky, who's in Halo 4 on the Infinity. Yeah. Uh, so you you get this framing of, oh, this is this is some, this is definitely related to the game. Uh, but if you don't know that, then it doesn't matter. No, and, I, and they did a good job with. So first of all, I don't know if you remember Halo 4's cutscenes, but they were incredible, they were pretty right? Good. And so that's one of the things that I really liked was the especially the way they ended it with Lasky in that that in-engine cutscene, right? The, with, with Lasky in that close-up because during the show, I mean, I felt like eighty percent of this was like Lasky's face, like right here. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of this super close-up, right? On just Lasky. like you know, getting that emotion and various ages. And, and so to some point, like I was eye roll inducing to some degree, but at the very end, <laughs> it, the, when when they showed the the middle-aged Lasky and how the years had kind of worn on him, but mm-hmm. that same look in his face i thought like it it, it, it worked Hell. it worked it worked it worked it did uh i liked the introductions of it it, it made it it presented itself like it was going to be a different film with each cadet introducing themselves you got a little bit more of an insight into who they were and what type of a character you saw them being right um so I, I liked that. I thought it was going to be like an office style, like cutaway to cameras. Like, oh, like oh I couldn't believe. Totally. Yeah. I, totally. But I was, I was ready for that. I yeah, was into too. that. Yeah. I, um, I, I read that it started really strong. I was texting you in the middle of this. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> this great is great start. And uh, with, La- I mean, like you mentioned with Lasky's cutscenes, we, we learn about his military pedigree. His brother is, is an ODST and his mother uh, is a commander. And one of my favorite scenes, and I, that's when I knew I was just in hook, line, and sinker, was when he got the message, when he watched the message again of his mom telling him that his brother died. And it, you just see him, like, staring at it, like he's looking for something. And you're lo- he's looking for emotion on his mother's right. eyes. And, and, she, and she's just like, yeah, well, since they didn't find the body, we're, we don't, we're not going to pull you from, right. from the thing. And he's just like, I'm looking for something, anything that tells me that you're sad about this. And I, and I was like, this is, 
this is emotional and super deep, and I wasn't expecting it, and I love it. And he, he was just broken, right? Exactly. Like, just broken. And I think to your point, Even desperate. though this wasn't the first time no. he's watched this message, he just has to keep watching it so that he can get something. Yeah, but we've been there before. I mean, I, when I'm, I'm using we, like, like I'm speaking for you, but like, you know, when, when things are traumatic to some degree, like you, you, you go back and revisit and look for meaning and things and overanalyze potentially post facto. So mm-hmm. it was totally believable. I agreed. The, the, all of the different kids, even though we didn't get a super, we we got enough to care about each of them in a certain way, um, but I think the the one who could have used the most was which uh, one? Which where one? Is she? Oh, I didn't. The, the, Dima, the, the the Russian. Yeah, Dima Chakova. I will say though, and a lot of times, um, I think when when you see in 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 cinema or TV when you see Russian accents. They're cartoonish and like over the top. Hers was like, <laughs> if I have to say something nice about it, I think her Russian accent was like fine. Yeah, no, it was good. It, it was, was great. It was all right. Got the job it wasn't done. Thick. It, it was a cartoon. Like it started out a little bit stronger than it ended up being overall. Uh, okay, so they peeled it back a bit. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the the turning point for this was it, and we were talking about this a little bit uh, before the show. Was it was like okay, we're getting a little bit of a military drama. They're playing with paintballs, helmet. Okay, cool. We're getting a, a little, little bit of a Ender's thing. game, yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah. And then the moment the Covenant ships right. just dropped out of the sky was when. Holy crap! Holy crap! Things are kicking up. Right, right. And right. and uh, ODSTs are falling from the sky, and everybody <laughs> just it it went from about a four. To 60 miles per hour. Yeah, yeah, literally. I felt like in a, in a four minute time span, we saw all $12 million on the screen or whatever it was, right? Like, yeah. all of it. And, and, it, and it worked for sure from a pacing perspective. And it was, but it was, and despite all of that, even though the, there was contrived dialogue, it's like, what are ODSTs doing here? We're being invaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you think? It's an invasion. You think? But it's, oh God, it, it but yeah, like yeah, all of it was telegraphed. <laughs> you're just like, thinking the of the ride. Your 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 friend, your Russian friend, when she cuts to the front of the line, yeah, and gets and on like, the thing, oh, why? You're super dead. Yeah. Like you're you and... you're super dead. And... Oh, maybe shouldn't. Oh, dead. There it is. Super dead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and oh, god, the the just everything. It's it's really hard to be it when when you have such badass action that the the second half of this movie was. Like going in and pinpointing it with a fine tooth comb is is hard because anytime you think about it, you're just like, ah, oh, that was badass. That was so cool. It really was. It really was. They, they're used of like, and again, uh, I think that they were they were very smart about how they use a lot of these actions. They were they felt um, impactful without mm-hmm. being too grand. A lot of that the the slow mo running with dirt exploding it worked. <laughs> again, it worked. But, I was on board. And then it also it also feels like since this is all coming from. Uh, the older Lasky's memory that these could also be his grandiose, how it felt being there was here's this ultimate action dude in Master Chief that, and it's just like he came down and everything was exploding around him and oh, he was just totally composed. Uh, and oh, that was I great. Even, I hadn't even related to that as such. Like, the, yeah, that just having that slant that it's all in retrospect mm-hmm. and he was maybe. Two feet taller than he actually yeah, was. Yeah, but or, it, but it was just like he he towered over us. He he was inhuman. Right? Or those Spartan? Those other Spartans' eyes were even bigger than they actually well, that's, were. Yeah. So we, one of, that was another cool thing is we got to see Kelly and Fred from Blue Team. We did. Uh, and and I wish I hadn't, Mark. I wish I had not. <laughs> keep the really? helmets was on. It the, was it the eyes? God, I don't know. Again, that was jarring. Like again, it, that didn't work. Right? They looked super fake. Mm-hmm. I understand the infiction reason that the the Spartans are. 
pale from wearing the armor too much. They're augmented, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't – they're losing some of those human characteristics. But they were terrifying on screen. Like I, I think they were supposed to – back on. But also how robotic they were when it was like we look and acknowledge the people. And then we turn and look at Master Chief because he is our god. <laughs> right. And then they look back. It was it was very just like it was what it was that was a directing moment where it's like I want you guys to look at the exact same time so it looks like you really look up to this guy, but it was it was a little bit too much. It was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I was just yeah, put terrifying. your helmet back on, please. How old are you? That's classified. That was pretty <laughs> yeah, funny. Mean, that was pretty funny. I popped right. for that. Um so what this it, this is one of those things where if you're a video game fan or not you can watch this because it's a kick-ass action movie. Do you think I was going to ask you? Because, like, so for me, it was really hard to divorce myself from the fact that, admittedly, I'm a big Halo guy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be. I don't, like, it's not that I don't want to be. But, like, I find myself getting excited every time a new Halo title starts coming out. Like, I'm on board with this Halo 5 hype train right now. In fact, we were talking a little bit off mic. We were. This has me so excited to be part of that world again. I, when yeah. I hear the music, I get excited about it. But I don't know if I came into this cold. I Like, I authentically, Mark, don't know how... I think that's what the first part is for. The first part is, here, here are cadets. What... What what is a what is a Spartan? Why are why are they in space? Doesn't but, matter. Here's some cadets. So an example. I agree. You don't need to know what the Covenant are because they no. don't either. In they, this they world, don't say anything. they no, don't say right. it's the Covenant. They don't, they don't say it's elite. They don't right? say it's a hunter. But for example, like, there are some things that like I, I I feel like if I were watching this for the first time, they throw around the word ODST like the audience is aware what an ODST. Yeah, is. they never say orbital drop drop shock, shock trooper. trooper. Right, not once. And like whatever, fine. You can piece that together. It's fine, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I, I wonder a how accessible it would be if you're not up on Halo mm-hmm. and then be like is it a good song because I tried to watch that with both hats on right like the Patrick who's this Halo fanboy and then you know Mr. D's who's very just like hypercritical Mr. D's of is every my goddamn thing <laughs> I, I don't know. My dad loves this movie. I, <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm a big Halo gameplay fan. Yes. I'm not super huge. I, I mean I do I do like the world but I don't I don't play it's, most of the games for the story. I, you, I, I would, like it. I would call you a liar if you, you sat here and told me that you were into the story. I, like, it's almost like nonsensical. I'm with you too. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy, I like the universe, but I couldn't tell you moment to moment what's going on that's, with anything else. That, like, that's what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, can, I, I can tell you the. I, I can tell you what a jackal is. I totally. can tell you what the vehicles are because I, I ride them in multiplayer. It's a, it's a puma. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Like, yeah, so no, it looks like a big cat. Right. Oh, also that I did like. <laughs> I liked the fact that they they play capture the flag. Yeah, come it's on, like, like all right for your final on. exam we're going to be playing capture the flag. And like like yes, CDF. Yeah, but yeah. Right. Who gives a crap? Uh, capture the flag. I capture the flag. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. to it for a lot of years. <laughs> Yeah, no, so, but I would definitely call you a liar if you could tell me beat for beat what has gone on since the beginning of time as it related to Spartan program and the insurgents and then the rings and then the, the covenant. Now they're good. Now they're like, we're friends. I, I wouldn't believe I've been it. super combined really before. Is. That was, that was, that was another thing was, uh, is to get, uh, Mahaffey super combined or at least needle, needle to death. Oh. But if she, if they gave the extra thing and had her explode, Pop, yes, just like, yes. whoa, <laughs> what the hell is that? I kind of love the needler made an appearance in this. <laughs> well, and the, and the fact that they made it so much more dramatic when they had Silva get hit by the needler that one just thing, st- yeah, just like, oh, oh. and I was like, oh no, no, yeah. she's dying. Why? And I, I, and I like how it didn't have a super happy ending. 
No, I, yeah, war I, is hell. I agree. I agree. And I think, look, there, first of all, I have to say that before I forget the weapon piece, uh, the fact that she picks up the the covenant weaponry, a big part of what makes Halo fun, I believe, is the improvisational nature of the combat. Right? Like they yeah. don't give you bullets, so you've got to make do with what you're given on the battlefield. You mm-hmm. pick up needlers and you pick up these sniper rifles, and you make do. It kind of feels like you're the one orchestrating this whole battlefield, right? Uh, and so I love that they introduced that. Right? She's out of bullets that she picks up that the snipe the covenant sniper thing mm-hmm. and just aces the jackals along that but i also really like 343's attempt to kind of ground the series a little bit yeah right and i think like their la- halo 4 was kind of that first step and i think 5 seems to have a, a much more mature narrative we'll see right as, as the time of this taping we're still a week and some change out mm-hmm. god i cannot wait seriously but it, but it sounds like they're trying to ground this narrative in a way that halo hasn't been before keeping all that makes it halo but make it accessible and interesting and a little bit deeper than it's been before while keeping kind of that epic nature of combat i 100 percent agree the uh the the fact the the first, the movie starts out with getting to know these kids yeah it, all of their intentions and all of the places where they come from are very relatable so you relate to these kids and it's a military academy it's very basic it, the fact that it's insurgents it, you you don't really need the framing of a regular Halo movie to get into it and then once all of the crazy stuff happens it it like, as we mentioned before, it just made me want to play the game again. It's circular. That's why I say this is the I... most successful transmedia uh, thing, because it, the movie makes me want to play the game, and the game makes me want to watch the movie again. Dude, I I, I have to applaud. I think that, especially in, in, in these PR cycles for these games, these two-year sometimes plus PR cycles, a lot of the beats start feeling similar, right, for a lot of these properties. You know that they're going to show the campaign trailer for Call of Duty, you know, X number of months out, then there's the multiplayer reveal, mm-hmm. and then there's the zombies, and then, like, so like you feel that this content's kind of trickled out. I really applaud Microsoft 343 and even before them Bungie in finding interesting ways to market it. I'm loving all of the live action stuff. Totally. I love the live action. Do you remember was it Halo 3 that did the that memorial? Right? That was almost like a diorama. I would encourage you to go look this up if you haven't seen was this. Was that this 3 whole... or ODST? No, that was that, that was 3, I think, cuz ODST was about the soldiers and getting shaved and all that. And I really liked Reaches as well. All all of them. All of them. And and, and the Hunt the Truth stuff for 5. Uh, um, I love how, like, through the course of one TV program, all of the different Halo commercials evolved into uh, Master Chief sucks that he's dead, and evolved into Master Chief sh- Master Chief showing up, and then it evolved into uh, calling yes. Oni like, "Yo, yes. Locke, you got to take this guy down now." Totally, yeah, it's unbelievable. Like, and I would have never seen for people who are not aware, Hunt the Truth is kind of this radio drama podcast that comes out. There's they're in their second season. It's its production value is off the chart, but what it's doing is fleshing out, again, the world in a way that makes it more accessible. I feel like coming into five, Mark, I'll have a genuine understanding of what's going of on and and all of those political back-channeling of why Master Chief's being set up. So if you haven't li- listened to Hunt the Truth, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's unbelievable, but like it even clued me up into the insurrectionists. Like, this movie teased it a little bit, A Ford Unto Dawn, mm-hmm. talked a little bit about... Maybe a little bit of propaganda going on as it related to those outer colonies, as it related to those insurgent, mm-hmm. insurgents. So, like, and again, it it all works, right? Like, it, it is the perfect execution of transmedia, if you will. I'm on board. Give me yeah. more transmedia. Uh, so, the, I mean, needless to say, we like the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I would watch it again. 
I don't know that I'll watch it again. Yeah? No. I mean, like, whatever. <laughs> my job here is to be the negative guy. It's I, fair. I was... Re- you look, know your place? I do know my place. <laughs> Stay in my lane. <laughs> I think... Um, look, dude, I was really ready to come into this movie uh, hating it, thinking mm-hmm. the production value was not going to be anywhere near what it ended up being. And I think... Again, it was grounded in a way. It wasn't smart, but it was. It certainly was grounded and like, like managed those nods to the the, the hardcore Halo enthusiasts yeah. while while doing its best to be grounded and be accessible for people not familiar with the IP. So, speaking of uh, production costs, I want to talk a little bit about the production. Late on me. Uh, tw- it was a twenty-five day shoot. Vancouver, and, yeah. Yes, uh, right. They used Simon Fraser University, uh, which is also. Being used, it was also used for Stargate SG One, Battlestar Galactica. Um, oh my god! It is totally Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> just poof. so I'm actually knee deep. I'm almost finishing. I'm on the season it? four. Okay, wrapping that right now. But oh, holy sweet! Eight pounds, six ounces, baby Jesus! I didn't even think about that. Yep, it totally is. It's it's very popular for science fiction locales. Yeah, they, makes, they get a lot of shooting out of it. Canada, the <laughs> so much better than we the are. warthog uh, was used. That was used, uh, was produced by, uh, the Way to Workshop. It was used in a short that they did called Landfall. Uh, I don't know it. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, sort of to get, uh, Neil Blomkamp for the Halo movies. Like, look, look what he can do. Oh, Isn't I that great? I totally remember that. Yep. I thought that was actually an official. Way to made it for that short. And so they were like, hey, yo, uh, since that's ours, can we have yeah, that? Yeah. And I, I want that. Like, it, that was the, one of the coolest, f- fictional vehicles that that's been sort of realized because everything else these days is super cg but the fact that they made a space jeep with huge floodlights yeah. and, a, and a giant spinning turret and it handled like it seems to they think it would in the it game was real right floaty. like yeah when he slid around the corner it's like it's not as easy as you think it's like yeah like i've yeah. had that conversation in co-op like 14 times like look i'm doing my best okay just shoot people see that's why i'm a gunner i'm not a driver because yeah, i can make I'm, those adjustments <laughs> I'm usually yeah uh, the covenant that all appear are completely computer generated, as is the Academy space elevator, weapons muzzle flashes, and a few shots of Master Chief. Well, I mean, that was kind of clear. Uh, yo, yeah, you, you think? No, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> uh, but despite there, the the only parts that, of of Master Chief that really were CG, they didn't they didn't seem that terrible. No, 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 no. I whatever. I'm, I'm nitpicking for sure. And I this toss my controller is a pejorative. I mean, it was it was fine. <laughs> yeah. It was fine. It was fine. Uh, this movie was directed by Stuart Handler, an American film, commercial, and music video director. He's done several other movies, Sorority Row in 2009, and then in uh, Whisper in 2007, which is a supernatural thriller. Uh, the Sorority thing- Row director? Sorority Row. I, I mean, logical, it's another, it's a horror logical movie. choice, I feel like. Very much just- so. <laughs> uh, but there was – there's a series called H+, Plus that's, that's going into a second season. Awesome web series. It's, it's kind of about the end of the world. Um, and and a, a virus that's kind of been contracted throughout the world and spread. It, I, if you have not seen it, H plus no H plus the digital series. It's I I would recommend that to anybody. All right, all Super right. good. I knew uh, a couple of guys on that, uh, and ooh, they, like very much. It'll you'll probably watch the whole thing in a night because you won't want to. You'll want to see what happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but they're they're currently in production for a second season. Uh, very good work by Mr. Hendler. Uh, so since this didn't come out in theaters, there wasn't too much of a box office reception. I was trying to see if this was a part of Halo 4's budget, but it looks like this was a completely separate thing. Sure. Uh, 12.5 million, but since this was used 
to promote Halo 4. It's called Halo 4 Forward Unto Dawn, not Halo Forward Unto Dawn. Right. So it, I figure they've made this back by the game sales because I think it was – they made $600 million or something back on the game. I don't know. Either either way, successful financially. No, it's sure. Got, uh, 7.1 on IMDb, and I did find a good review by Mr. Jesse Shadeen from IGN. Ford Unto Dawn got off to a slightly rough and underwhelming start, but it's certainly finished in style. Aside from successfully teasing an already hugely anticipated game, it served as a template for how to do justice to the Halo universe in live action. With any luck, we can look forward to a similar tie-in during the build-up to Halo 5, which we got yeah. in Halo Nightfall, which, again, if you have haven't seen I have not Halo Waypoint. You download the Halo right. Way, Halo Waypoint app on your Xbox yep. One. They've got all the episodes. They've also got Red versus Blue. I'm pretty sure they have the episodes of this on it. Now too. set up set up Halo Waypoint a little bit. That's Spartan Lock. Halo Nightfall. Yes. Waypoint is Sorry. the app for Wa- all things Halo. Right. And then uh, Nightfall sets up uh, Lock. He's he's a member of Oni and. Um, Office of Naval Intelligence. Yes, yeah. which was a really badass acronym. Yeah, for really like uh, they're just it's just naval, naval dudes. It's yeah. just the navy yeah. in the yeah. navy, <laughs> and they're all owning for some reason. But uh, it's a uh, it's I mean it's drama. They use digital effects sparingly. Okay. There's there's like a, a covenant conspiracy of like suicide bombers with this uh, with an infection, a human infection. They're trying to kill off uh, the humans. Uh, it's uh, it's very interesting, and you get to see. I mean, you get to know about this character and why he di- why he turns into what he does for Halo Five. Well, so how long is this? What's my time commitment going into this? I mean, it's forty minute episodes. Forty minute episodes. Yeah, it's a we web got? series. How many I, we got? If I remember correctly, ten. Wow, that's legit. <clears throat> <laughs> taken back by that. Are yeah. you kidding me? No. It's that's, it's a full-on Netflix and series. And it sets up five it sets up five. in a way that you are way more excited about it. Well, I would say it sets up the character of Locke more than if you just turn it on and be like, why is this guy mad at Master Chief? Alright. Okay, so like, I feel like their investment to Locke to this point is, is such that we were going to see him over several titles. There's no way he's a throwaway character for just five. I think, if anything, five sets up a team-up for something huge in six where you're going to be Locke and Master Chief. And um, Arbiter. And, and sure. Grunts. I mean, we're getting a 16, 16-player uh, 16 co-op multiplayer uh, on the same system for Halo 6. Prediction <laughs> time. Uh, but, I, I mean, it's... Day one. They're, what they're doing with Halo... Everybody should should take notice because this this is Microsoft's property. This yeah. this is the Microsoft thing. When you buy an Xbox, you're getting it for Halo. It is their killer app. Yes, yep. I would say that with Gears right behind it. If they did something similar with Gears, I would I would love them even more because Gears is I flipping love Gears. I do. T- I I really do too. And Gears got a little bit over the top toward the end of the uh, third yeah. one. I'm really looking forward to seeing what Rod Ferguson and that team up in Vancouver are doing with the next with one. Four. Yeah. Look, looking to ground it in a similar way that 343 seems to have been doing on this. So hopefully with 4, we get a similar dedication to the source material with like we did with Halo Forward Unto Dawn. Um, so to kind of bring things back, let's let's talk about some of our favorites in this movie. Uh, what was your favorite line? Favorite line? Yeah. I think it's Master Chief showing up. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I'm with you at the same time. Like, I looked at the screen and I'm like, yeah, cheering because they're in that hallway mm-hmm. to set that up. And the, the, the elite is 
going to eat the children. Like, he's got, I mean, he's, like, he's got yeah, the I think that was the mouth. Scre- that was the screenshot I picked. Was was the was you the see Sully right there? Yeah, yeah, terrifying, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then Master Chief shows up. I yell, and then when he actually introduces himself, I thought it was fantastic. I the the sword also could have looked super cheesy. I agree, but it it looked super menacing. Uh, it did. I think it was so, and, and um, honorable mention for my favorite line is mm-hmm. when, and I'm, and I can't remember his name, but the kid who does the hacking that sets up Sullivan. the first person, Sullivan? Sullivan. So, so when Sullivan is at lunch and he's trying to explain to people and he goes, and then you saw that guy's like, <laughs> 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 yeah, it was, the, it was the best. I'm like, we've all done that. Did you stay till after the credits? I totally did. Okay, it was good. Because the, the bloopers part. are yeah, great. Yeah, because yeah. I loved it when he did it. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> right up! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine was shortly after Master Chief's introduction uh, because it was so dramatic. And, and it was another one that was almost my controller throw moment. But it set up the whole scope of the rest of the film. It was, how did you find us? A distress be- beacon. Why did you come for us? You're the only survivors. In the school? On the, the planet. planet. <laughs> it's like, oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy crap, everyone's dead. And yeah. that's, that's like, okay, so that's why there aren't as many Covenant at the school. They sent what they needed here and everybody else for the surrounding areas to take out the rest of the planet. Yeah, you see them glassing the entire planet as they're, as they're fading out, which is great. And, and, like, I, I was like, are we on Reach? Yeah. Is, yeah. is this? Right. No, okay, no. It's, it's a completely different planet. But you got to experience that thing from another perspective. Yeah. As opposed to playing Reach, now you got to just, be on this planet and be with these characters uh so that uh, yeah that that was one where as cheesy as it is it's like holy crap we're actually here uh and now master chief has nothing else to worry about but the people that he's leading to safety um who would you recast so or or rather who would you we've got uh, uh lasky silva mahaffey and master chief who would you recast in each role so starting with lasky who would you recast in that role? Who would I choose for Lasky? I know this is ridiculous, uh, but part of me is a little bit angry that the Ender's Game remake was made the way it was. Really? I Look, I think that, that property is near and dear to my heart, right? Yeah. It's literally my favorite book of all time. I've read it, The first time I read it, I read it in one sitting. I'm genu- the whole series? No, no, no. That okay. book. Okay. I was going to so, say. Um, and say what you want about Orson's Got Card. Uh, I'm really bummed out about the way that that movie turned out. Um, yeah. And yeah, so, but I will say, Asa Butterfield was fantastically cast, mm-hmm. and I believed him more as a as a soldier, as a, a as a leader than I did Lasky. So I think it was Lasky specifically. I'm going to choose would be Asa Butterfield. Asa Butterfield, that's yeah. a really good choice. How about I, you? I picked uh, Eddie Redmayne because I think he's still young enough. You think? But he's he's got sort of a, a a passive look to him, where but also he has the talent to bring some of those lines to life in a way that. Uh, he, he, I could see him evolving from the guy's like, I don't want to listen to anybody to the, all right, everybody follow me. We're doing this. We're getting out of here. I can see that. So I can see his evolution. I I can see him bringing that evolution to light in a pretty realistic way. Yeah, I can see that. What about, uh, Silva? I'll start that. Yeah, dude, please. I I would say because of Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow, I'd say Young Emily Blunt. You can do this. We're going to time travel. Why not? We're going to okay, so we're going to go young. I mean, this is fantasy. No, she This was 2 all, years ago. We can recast it over that way. Live Die Repeat was an incredibly underrated film. Like no, that I, was the best video game movie friends, I have ever seen. Our friends at Action Movie Anatomy 100% agree. Jesus Christ. That movie was so good and I can't believe that it like literally like talk about like 
checkpoints and like the video mm-hmm. game experience that is that movie to a t but that's I a agree. pretty good choice i would say current actresses i'm probably gonna go because i'm not gonna try the time travel thing um and i'm spacing her name she's the female lead in true grit the coen brothers one. Oh, 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 I, oh yes, she, yes it's yes, killing yes. me small so Here, I'll, I'll talk about why while you look that up yeah, yeah. so i she's one that that uh she also seems to be a leader and completely capable of holding her own and they did this really good job of uh, her her part in this role, she was supportive, but not sh- in in a way that she showed weakness in any way. Yeah, I don't know. I, I and I can't. I wish I re- could remember her name, but I thought she was fantastic. I no, I agree with you. Um, she, I think she's one of the finest women in that age. Yeah, th- acting today, and I know um, uh, Mazzy Williams get a, gets a lot of run. Yeah, Mazzy Williams. Yeah, I think she's competent at best. Was it uh, Haley Steinfeld? Yeah, Steinfeld, sh- sure. I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. Sure, let's do with that. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. Haley if you, Steinfeld. If you haven't seen True Grit, the uh, the Coen brothers. First of all, go just see all of the Coen brothers films. But that True <laughs> that True Grit was unbelievable. Coen brothers movie Anatomy coming soon to Popcorn yeah, Time Network. That's it. not true. Uh, what about Mahaffey, the Colonel? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna defer to you on this one again. I Elizabeth Banks. Admit it. Elizabeth Banks. She's so she's right really now. She's good. in a comedy called Moonbeam City on Comedy Central, okay. where she plays a police chief, yep. and she's. Like super hardened in it, she's just a take no crap, uh, uh, classic '80s. Like you better do it or it's your ass. So I I can 100% see her as a little bit more commandeering in this role. I want to go. I want to go older and angrier, almost like a <laughs> uh, like almost like a, a Kathy Bates. Like, like really seasoned. She's seen a ton of shit and she's just quiet and focused and a little bit terrifying. I like that a lot. All right, fair enough. Cause she still has, she still has sort of that relatability where she's like, Thomas, come on, you can't be doing that. A little but motherly, then it's like, no, but, but she could break you if she needed to. And, uh, I, I totally agree. Uh, uh lastly, Chief. Uh, I, just because it, like, I How about Hugh Downs as the voice? I'm sorry. Can we touch on that? Yeah. When it's two degrees off, this iconic voice. Like, yeah. that guy was great. Just do, just do Steve just, Downs. Just yeah, get Steve, Steve Downs. Downs. Uh, did I say Hugh Downs? You said Hugh Downs. That's, you know, whatever. It's 2020. I'm just, I'm just making stuff up at Why this not? point. Uh, yeah, so it, it didn't work. Like, especially when it's so iconic. I, I, I was like... When when he started talking, I was like, "Somebody's trying to do a Master Chief impression." Yeah, totally. Just why don't why don't I, you? It's a voice. Just I, do Steve down, especially because like his his volume of words is minimal at any given Halo game anyway. Yeah, right? like it says like nine things, and so you hang on everything that that man says. Mm-hmm. That voice was a big miss. I understand this is, that guy's rate must be through the roof, but <laughs> that was rough. Who would you like? Is is Chief even worth recasting? No, that's that's I what I mean. Know. Is I would recast this as who he's usually cast as, Steve Downs. That voice is too iconic. If you're trying to introduce it to a a wide audience, and you're not even... I mean, we haven't seen Chief's face anyway, but if you're not... There's no reason to go with somebody else if you're not doing anything new with the character. I agree. If you're going... Like, if there's a whole tonal shift, or there's just a whole reinterpretation of what Halo is, then Mm -hmm. sure, maybe, you could do that. Like, you could cast... And I I don't know the guy's name off the top of my head, but if you played The Witcher, any of The Witcher games, the guy Mm -hmm. that plays Geralt of Rivia... Would be like two degrees off, maybe, but that same stoic, focused voice. But I don't, I don't think he recast it. I, I don't think there was a point in this, other than depending on what his rate was, like you said. Right. Yeah. Um, so those, having a little fun recasting the movie with uh, quote unquote modern actors, even though this was like three years ago. Uh, <laughs> young Emily Blunt, Blunt, everybody. Yes, young. Why not? Yeah, Screw I don't know. Yeah, great. Three, hey, we're recasting. Hey, this three years a, ago, she looked a lot different than she does now. Fair enough. I guess. Um, so. <laughs> What 
any any final thoughts that you have about the movie? I'm just encouraging people if you're even remotely a, a Halo fan or, or or science fiction fan in general, I think this is worth your time. It's free on Netflix, right? So there's no real barrier to entry. And if you enjoy, if you've enjoyed Ender's Game, if you appreciate just good sci-fi, I would if you say want to see a better version of yeah, Ender's Game. I kind of agree. God, that movie was so. God, that was rough. That was. I had to wait till I. This whole story. This is a. I need a whole Ender's Game catharsis at some point. But I think my, my closing comments would be like, again, this is the best. I'm calling this video game adjacent. It's in that universe, so it's not an adaptation of anything that we've actually played. But yeah. I would assert, this especially is, of what we've seen, this is head and shoulders better than any of the other ones we've seen, in yeah. my estimation. No, I agree. This They wanted to make this work as a general film before sure. they wanted to make it as an adaptation. Because all of the ones that we've reviewed in the past were, well, let, I mean, if it's a video game movie, people are going to be looking for a certain thing. And that's why I gave Mario Brothers the credit, the the kind i was gonna say credit that it deserves but does it um <laughs> they tried making a movie for a general audience i agree it failed right it 100 percent failed because nobody understood nope. it but on it a, gen- a fever dream to a general audience nobody understood it right so at least there was a general consensus from the audience so that this was one where they okay so what what are the the main points of halo that we can translate to that audience while still making a movie that can that people can relate to. Yeah, I mean I think I think it was very accessible and I think that it's paced really well. Mm-hmm. I was super concerned that like where Master Chief was going to come because I knew he was in this coming into that, but I knew nothing about production value or anything else. My concern was going to be it would be a pacing nightmare, but I enjoyed I mean it keeps moving. Yeah. I, and and we also we can't compare it to the web series cut. Um I do know looking over some of the the transcripts that some things are in different places and Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I I would highly recommend if anybody hasn't seen the cinema cut who has seen the series cut do yourself a favor. Halo 5's coming out. Get yourself back into the Halo spirit. Load it up your Master Chief works collection. Works for me. I hear that that song. I'm on board. <sighs> yeah. Da, 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 da. Like I'm I'm ready to finish the fight for the fifth time. <laughs> uh, so th- yeah, this this I'm I'm happy that we that I, I picked this because it's like you know what? Let's do a good one for a change. I'm excited. I'm not hating something. Like, yeah, for no. once. Uh, so it feels good. I feel good inside. So uh, mm. would you? Would, uh, I'm gonna change our our verdict uh, to game over. Or respawn? Would you respawn this property to see another version of it? A hundred percent. I think a, a ton of possibility. And in fact, if you could reintroduce, it's funny you mentioned that Neil Blomkamp. Short, I butchered his name. Uh, Neil Blom Blomkamp. Blomkamp. Thank you. Uh, again, was unbelievable, right? And they did that. Thing. Mm-hmm. I, I've said it three or four times, but it represents me to the fact that not knowing the alien menace and that just the sheer, sheer scope or the scale of these things they're terrifying yeah. so i thought i mean if anything i would love to see another adaptation um similar budget but yeah for sure more it's, of this please it's been in production hell the halo movie's been in production hell but i hope that soon um, sooner than soon we can get some sort of a story like this where it is game adjacent it's not anything that's based on a story right. maybe a novel maybe something um but i think that that this could be <sighs> one of the biggest releases out there. I mean, like, the, the entire time, I was like, man, it's such a bummer that we don't have that yet. I agree. I mean, just ah, such a missed opportunity. So that uh, that is our take. We will definitely give this an extra life, a respawn, however you want to put it. Yeah. Um, so uh, two weeks from now, we're going to be doing another film. If you want to know what that film is, you should follow us on Twitter. Patrick, where should the folks follow you? You can find me at Peter the D's. I also host a video game podcast. I'm desperately trying to get this man on. Yeah, you can find me. me on iTunes. I'm a bit. It's pixel by pixel. It's whole bunch of pop culture but largely video game nonsense 
And you can find me on Twitter at SoapboxMark. Uh, I'm here on the Popcorn Top Network. Later tonight, uh, we're going to be doing a trailer coverage of the Star Wars Force Awakens, which is about now. And the fact that we missed it makes me a little bit sad. Once the show's over, I'm going to watch it about yeah, 20 I'm, times. Yeah, I'm going in with you. And then, if you are fans of Rooster Teeth, we are going to be doing an after show for X-Ray and Vav. Uh, make sure to tune into that. we got Lindsay and Jordan coming into the st- Well, not coming into the studio, but coming from their studio yeah, on yeah, Skype. Yeah. They're going to be calling in. It's going to be a good time. Basically make sure here. to follow us at the popcorn talk network or at the at yeah at the popcorn talk on twitter uh the popcorn or popcorn talk network.com uh stay tuned for anything if you want to talk to us about this make sure to leave a comment down below use the hashtag vgm anatomy uh for patrick d's we'll see you next time i'm gonna go finish that fight Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the rest of the Anatomy of a Movie staff. We would like to thank you for listening and subscribing to the show. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email or tweet us. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been Anatomy of a Movie. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.